This is Thrivecasters. Thriving, not surviving. Tackling youth issues that matter to you. Welcome to this week's episode of Thrivecasters, where we'll be discussing have you outgrown your parents and slash who do you trust? So your hosts are Ashley Elizabeth Lola, which is me, and Hannah Galloway. So yeah, parents know best is something that we as young people often hear. But as we grow, our views and experiences change and can drastically differ from that of our parents. Today's discussion revolves around who we as young people can turn to and find a safe space as we explore and navigate our identities. So Hannah, do you trust your parents to make the right decision on your behalf? Um, so this is a fu- like this is a funny question because I think my mom and dad are very different. So it would really depend what I was asking them and who I was asking. So like my dad's quite sensitive and stuff like that. My mom's not as much. So in general, if I went, say if I was if there was a decision about my career or something and I went to my dad feel like I would actually trust their judgment in the sense that I'm aware that obviously they're older so they've got like they've got more wisdom than me um so in that sense I would trust their judgment but then if I felt like I didn't agree and I had like a maybe a gut instinct about something I went no that's not me then I would then trust my own judgment more but I, I know that they just want the best for me. So I guess it's it's not like black or white. It's more grey area with that. How about you? I think it depends. For example, when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to career stuff, I think my mom has got my best interest at heart, which is really cool. When it comes to health, I think she definitely has my best interest at heart. And I trust her more than I trust myself. Because sometimes I'm like a bit of a hypochondriac. So I literally, any little thing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. And my mom's just like, no, no, you're not dying. <laughs> But I think I trust her judgment way more than I trust mine, 100%. So, yeah, I think it depends on the situation, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, like, we both agree on the fact that it it really, it just, it depends. But we both, the, the overriding thing is that we both feel like they've got our best interests at heart. So it's a good way of kind of concluding that. Mm. Which leads me to um, the next question. So... How do you deal with having different social values or views to your parents? Oh, I think it's quite interesting because I grew up with my mum and my nan in the same house. So there's different things that, for example, my nan definitely wouldn't have agreed with um, just because like generational like things at that time where now it's like, well, why can't, you know, um, people choose who they want to love why can't they you know what I mean it just feels a lot more free in my generation so I think that there was definitely a big battle between me and my nan when it came to certain social values but I think my mom was like the bridge she was just like well you know it is what it is like you know there's not really an issue but I also know that she was bearing in mind that my nan was from like the 1930s you know what I mean like it's a completely different mindset so I think yeah there was definitely <laughs> battles growing up but I think Obviously, now I'm my own woman. It's like, okay, now I know what I believe in. And I think I'd allow my kids to have a little bit more freedom of thought when they arrive at some point. Um, so that would be quite cool. When you did have these, like, different views to each other, like, how did you actually deal with that? Like, how did you... You know what, to be fair, I don't think I would... I don't think I ever changed her views on it, if that makes any sense. I think, like, she would have her opinion, I would have my opinion, and that's how we left it. 
So yeah, like there's no changing her mind. But my mom, it's like, for example, there was a certain time where we were talking about like social mobility and like, you know, just different things like, like hierarchies in the world. And my mom gets that now where my nan was just a little bit more like, no, nope, this is what I believe. I'm 80 something now. That's it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm not even going to try and change your mind. That's just how you are. Um, so yeah, I think <laughs> after a while you just kind of agree to disagree, but also you know who you are and you know what you stand for. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah like we, we, I think especially with the older generation um like for example like my nan or other people's nans and stuff I think there's a huge element that they believe what they believe in and there is no shift in them especially as they're coming to like their 80s and stuff they're just literally like no like yeah, they're in their ways <laughs> yeah and I think I wondered whether we'll be like that when we're 80 when like there's there's people that are like 20 <laughs> or and, and then bringing things up and then us being like no not yeah. doing it like, I've wondered whether it would be similar um but I guess we'll have to see but with regards to me and um like dealing with the different values and stuff not so much with my dad but with with my mom there's huge there's a huge gap in in different values um, so my little brother and sister are both like quite involved with the LGBTQ um, community. So and they're like they're both gay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my sister is like gender fluid, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm vegan. So a lot of these things are maybe quite like controversial-ish, um, or or talked about. And my mom, my mom's definitely open to. Um, like sexuality and stuff she's completely like is more than uh, accepting that veganism I don't think she was as sure uh, like at first she'd just be like uh so am I making like am I giving you this with your roast like, uh, you're having chicken with your roast and, I, and I'll be like no no thank you um but she'd be like are you sure I'm like no 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 thank you but like she's more resistant with that and then with um like her gender fluidity and stuff like that she just absolutely like she just days it's too much and I think a lot of I think like social media and a lot of different things she just finds far too just too much to to deal with and Mm. and um like with with other things as well like with regards to mental health she's quite she's always been quite a like uh just get a grip and get on with it kind of thing rather than going to therapy and actually getting treatment for it and stuff like that and um because I've had therapy and I've seen how useful and how helpful therapy is my view so strongly on that is I'm so like well it's helped me so much why why would don't you do that to help you because she's suffered with depression a lot in her life and she's just she just is like no and that has led me to like a lot of frustration in my life in more recent life because I'm like why don't you want to help yourself like or why 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 is your view so different to mine um but in terms of how I've dealt with that I've started to realize that everybody thinks differently you don't actually know what that uh, another person is thinking and also you can't fix people and I can't fix my parents they can't fix me so and it's it's just being respectful of what they want to do and being respectful of the boundaries between you and I guess be there for them when they need me um and try and be a good daughter and stuff and know that you know they're they're coming to the time where they've they've parented for how like 25 years Mm. and they they need they need like their 
rest time, I guess, now. So I guess it's just being respectful. I get that. Should parents be making decisions for their children? Or do you think, like, kids should make decisions for themselves? Like, at what point do you kind of say, you know what? Nah, this is your life now. You make the decisions for yourself. At what age do you think is appropriate? You know, I've, I've been watching that. Have you, have you seen the, um, the Britain's Best Parent on Channel 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the winners? It's recorded. Do not ruin it. <laughs> How much did you watch? Oh, my God. To be fair, I was watching it in between, like, doing planning for work, and my mum was watching it on TV, and I was like, this is interesting. And obviously, we were like, <laughs> then we started to debate, like, okay, so, like, would you win that award? Like, you know, Britain's Best Parent, would you? How would you win that award? What yeah. makes you the best parent? Like, what? how do you qualify for it? So subjective. It is, it is, it is. And I think as well, when you look at, like, different cultures, like, what is acceptable in one culture and how to parent your child is completely different in a different culture. Mm. So I think it's quite interesting. So literally like you'd only win that award if you're kind of sticking to like British values. And you know what I mean? Like, cause you're doing it like another culture, would it be acceptable? You know what I mean? So I'm not quite sure, but, um, but yeah, I don't know what the cutoff age is for you to kind of say, you know, I'm my own person because I remember back in school, like you'd have some of the girls who were like 16, 17, they were like, no, I'm moving out. I'm doing whatever I want. My parents can't tell me anything. And you've got some people that are just like, no, like my mom is everything. My dad is everything. I don't want to ever lose them. I'm going to stay with them forever. Like I have a friend who's like um, in her late twenties and she's happy to be at home. Like she doesn't have any desire to leave. Cause she's like, this is, I'm happy with my family. I can earn my money and she's contributing towards the household. But why, why would I want to leave? So I think it's quite interesting to see that the different, things are changing in that sort of way but um but yeah what do you think about the question like should parents be making decisions for their kids well how many episodes did you watch did you watch one couple <laughs> oh yeah so like I, I remember thinking that uh, I don't know whether anyone listening to this has ever has watched them but I remember thinking it was kind of two extremes it was like really strict parents and then it was parents that kind of just let their kids roam free more mm-hmm. so and I think everything everything just is is a bit of balance like I think that even when kids are kids I think I mean I I I don't have a leg to stand on in the sense that I've never been a parent but I think that you should allow children to have their own choice with some things like so they can think for themselves but then also there'll be certain things that say if they've got like um, a day out planned with another friend and like to maybe go for a walk in nature or to go and play or something and they really don't want to go Mm. say for example they didn't want to go one day but and then the next week they didn't want to go as well it would kind of be like in that instance maybe I'd push them to go because like that kids don't always sometimes realize what's good for them in the sense that going out and, and and getting a bit of exercise or eating your greens or all of that kind of thing they don't that is important then I think going to like when they're coming to like teenagers late teens like early or even just teens like Mm. after 14 I think it parents should still guide but I think when you're in your teens you do start to reach reach an age where you should be able to make decisions for yourself so um like if you want a career in something but your parent doesn't want you to have that career they should be respectful and not influence the career because at the end of the day it's your choice. 
So say if a parent doesn't really see the see it that for their child's future, it's not it's not the parent's future, it's the child's future. Say if you do have a good relationship with your parents or you don't, and you do usually talk to your parents, who else can you go to if you have, don't have your parents to talk to? Oh, see, it's weird in my family because like <laughs> there's a load of females, loads and loads of females. So the next port of call will be my auntie because she is like my second mom. So <laughs> like, yeah, because when, when I um, started traveling after I graduated from uni, like they had to send papers like uh, to basically like other like sets of kin in your family. And she got the paper. She was panicking. She was like, oh, my God, my niece is going here, here. But she didn't tell me till afterwards how panicked she was. And I was like, that is exactly what a mum would do. So, like, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely go to her. And if it wasn't her, I'd go to my cousins because they're like my sisters. So 100% I'd go to them. Um, but then I also think it's good to have a decent set of friends around you as well that can kind of ground you when you need. So I've got a, a best friend who, when I need to hear the truth, that's who I go to. I've got another friend who's like, I need a booster. I go to her. Like, you know the different people that you go to when you need that, like, support. So I definitely think it's just building up that network. So, like, but then those friends, in my opinion, are not friends, they're family. Like, just not by blood, but they are my family 100%. So I think it's finding people that can take that role when you need it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've got any, like, similar experiences of <laughs> well, friends who are our family. <laughs> first of all, where did you go traveling? Oh, it was India, India. <laughs> Did you go to like Bali or anything? No, no. So it was with um, the International Citizen Service. So mm. you basically sign up with them, you travel for three months and you basically volunteer. And it was really cool, but it was the first time that I'd ever been away from home for that long. So like yeah. three months in a different country, well, different continent altogether. They were petrified. But like I said, my auntie was just like, okay. Let me sign the papers, but oh my God, come back in one piece. She was, <laughs> she was terrified. Did you have an amazing time? Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. I'd encourage every young person to go and travel if you can, like yeah. 100%. Like you I learn really something about yourself. Like to be fair, you can still go. Like you can still go. I think the cutoff point is 30. Mm. So you can still go, go and travel and just, yeah, just, yeah. See well, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to go to and live in Bali for like six months. Um, and I'll I'll technically be I'll be twenty five when I do that, so not too bad. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my my thoughts is if I can't talk to my parents, who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. Like I talk to my boyfriend pretty much about everything. I'm really lucky to have him. Um, and it depends because I used to talk to my mum about quite a lot of stuff. And I still do, but if there's anything concerning or worrying, I don't talk to her about it. Um, I'll sometimes yeah. go to my dad, but just because she's so stressed already, I don't want to kind of put more stress on her. So, yeah. um, I I mean, I've got some really good friends, exactly like you said. Like, I've got a friend that will boost me. I've got a friend that will, like, um, chat to me about loads of art kind of stuff, like creative stuff, a friend that is, like, really adventurous, like but a lot of my friends are quite similar to the me in the sense that they're very open and like liberal minded and like yeah. like talk about feelings and all of that kind of thing so yeah having decent friends is everything and then also like I've got my siblings um I've got like my nan I've got a therapist like when I actually think about it like that I've got a really good base around me and I should be very lucky and it does make me think if 
there's people out there that don't have a good set of friends and they still can't talk to their parents and they don't have anyone yeah. that must just feel isolating and just alone and yeah because it's I do find it interesting like where do young people make friends if that makes any sense like because once you kind of graduate from uni you graduate from college and you're not necessarily Mm. in education like unless you're in the work setting yeah and even then it's still hard like there'll be points I'll be in like work and you'll be like oh do I do I say hello do I not say hello yeah how do you build up them kind of friendships because most of the people that I'm talking about I've known since I was like 11 yeah so it's not easy to just say like oh yeah they're just there so I just wonder like yeah where do you meet people and how do you build up a family without kind of knowing them since you were like (laughs) a toddler (laughs) yeah very interested yeah Um, I I know what you mean I I don't know whether you got this feeling but like post uni like when you were at uni did you ever feel that like where did you go to uni uh, BCU, uh, Birmingham City University. I don't, I don't know whether at uni for you, like, I went to Swansea, I felt, like, quite a sense of community whilst I was there and, like, a feeling like everybody's doing the same thing, like, everybody's striving towards a goal mm-hmm. um, and you've got, like, these social events that everyone goes to and all of that kind of thing. And when I left uni, I really missed that. Like, I really missed the feeling of almost, like, a community. togetherness. yeah. Community. And, oh, my God, like... I'm starting to build it back up with my friends, but it's still not exactly the same where you know you're all going to be attending, like, say, like, a summer ball or just something like that, and you're not That's all going to be, you're not going to have to meet each week and you don't necessarily always have a common thing. Mm-hmm. And if there was a way, I, I guess there, there's stuff like um, groups that you can go to and stuff that you can get involved in. I would love the idea of something like that being built, like even in areas. So like, um, where are you from again? Uh, Aston, Aston, Birmingham. Yeah, there was like an Aston like festival, but it was like a big one that everybody went to. And That'd be so cool. Yeah, or just, and that's maybe where you would end up meeting more friends and you would be chatting because I think we, we spend a lot of time on social media where we do chat to people, mm. but it's through a screen and it's not the same as, like just chatting face to face and being in like a community environment. Yeah. And I think it, especially with coronavirus at the moment, I guess like festivals and stuff is, is more difficult. Like arranging a, a festival right now would, <laughs> would, would be difficult. But yeah. Um, and also, like, so yeah, it's a really good point. Like, where do you meet your friends? Like at uni, at school, at work, like in groups and stuff. It would be better if there'd be more opportunities. Mm. Um, so we've got another question in the pot which is how do you balance the expectations of your parents and what you want from your life um that's a good one it's I think some it will vary from person to person like for for example my parents I think they wanted us to go to uni like my mum for example really wanted me to be an artist oh wow that is the first (laughs) yeah yeah like that's so cool yeah like art was my like talent uh I'll send you like a few of the bits that I've done recently like art was my oh. thing um but I just didn't it wasn't the path that I took at that age like when I was what 18 like choosing to go to uni I didn't didn't really I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm. um but yeah just for what for one reason or another I didn't end up doing it I think it was because I didn't like the idea of having to create art on a scheduled um, basis yeah 
for an, another person and it was all like not necessarily my own like, I just was like I don't want to do this like it's mm-hmm. making me not want to spend sit down and do it um and so I just decided to do psychology which I don't regret but like my mum had that expectation and kind of dream for me whereas I, now I've got to my dad still now wants me to be in more of a psychology career and whilst I can appreciate that those are maybe their dreams or their expectations um it's not them that has to live my life every day so I think it's lovely that they care so much and they want these things for me but I think that they should be happy with whatever I choose to do which I think they they will be anyway um but balancing it I guess I can wonder oh why does my mum think I'll be good at art or, or why why does my dad think that I'll be a good psychologist like that's an interesting thing to think about but that then that doesn't then necessarily mean I have to do those things so I just kind of take it as a bit of guidance and in I think in a healthy yeah, relationship yeah. they should respect what you want to do so I do feel really sorry for kids out there that are really pushed to go into a certain avenue or expected to earn over 50k or expected or even the opposite so say if if a family has a strong working class class ethic if they they could see somebody that then went on to vote conservatives or then had a really high paying job they might think that oh what what's that all about it's just literally about respecting other people's views other what other people want to do um as long as they're not hurting anyone and they're happy uh have you have you had like a similar like have you had an experience like has your mum had any expectations of you it's the running joke of the house because she's just like <laughs> she's like well I didn't really like if you'd have worked at Aldi I'd have been fine <laughs> she had no problems she's just like if you want to go and work here that's fine do whatever makes you happy um but then she came to her career quite late in life so she was just like you know what it took me how long to get here and I'm happy now so why would I then put pressure on you to find something you're not happy with she's like as long as you you know just happy and you're paying your way and you're good she's like that's fine so I think I've never had that pressure I think the pressure's always come from me and it's been very much like oh my god like I need to make sure I've earned this amount or I need I need to make sure that I'm in this career and that's where the pressure's always come from but yeah I don't I don't think I've ever had yeah I think she's been quite liberal she's just like live your life you've got one life just be and I think I would pass that one down to my kids 100% because I see other people like who've been to uni and their parents were like you need to get a first you need to get two one you need to get this it's like what if you're just not academic then what like what do you do then you know what I mean like some people like there was a girl in college and I use this so often when I'm doing like talks, like she failed nearly every A-level she did. She failed psychology, she failed history, she failed English, she failed, um, I think it was his, um, something else. And now she's an estate agent, she's married, she's earning stupid amounts of money per year. Like she's flown far ahead of anybody who's done their degree or done A-levels. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that. And her parents were so disappointed in her but she's done great things. So I think it just, it just depends on your path. And if your parents are on board with it, then great. But if not, it's your life. You've got to live it however you want. So did, did, um, what did you, what was your mom's career? Uh, she basically works with young people. So she um, manages an after school club and oh, no. yeah. And then she also does like care work on the weekends. 
but she basically loves it like she started off yeah. in schools and did the whole teaching assistant thing and you know that was whew, after a while I think the pressure started to build up she's like you know I'm gonna do what I love and mm. it's a lot less pressure she's happy she's earning her money she's cool so I just think yeah. you've got to follow your dreams really and then yeah yeah I think as well, like, like if I if I have kids, which I don't, I don't really want to have kids, but <laughs> if if I, if I did, um, I would really just say like, go with whatever makes you happy, a hundred percent, and also I would completely encourage or say it's okay to have career changes, yeah, because. I did not hear that as as when I was younger. I did not hear people saying, oh, yeah, it's... I mean, I guess it's out there that people have career changes, but you feel... I remember feeling like, whatever I choose now, I'm going to have to do it for the rest to do for the rest of my life. And then I found it really difficult to then go with one thing. So, like, I looked into project management. I looked into being a recruitment consultant. I looked into being a teacher looked into being all these different things and I got petrified every time because I was like I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life I don't want to be spending 40 50 hours a week doing that one thing um so I think that's I think I kind of wish that my parents maybe would have expressed that a bit too more to me and also just society in general that career changes are normal and almost even like be like because you don't stay the same for your whole life do you like you see you know what I mean you change like when I first started I was a journalist and then from there I started working with young people then from there I started doing writing for um, stage and then from there I started teaching in theatres it was so weird like it's it's weird and I don't know what the next five years have in store I really don't like it's just you just go with the flow and that all started from me doing an English degree like you know what I mean like you don't know you really don't know I think that's what sets like the soul on fire though is having the freedom to go for your passions and express yourself and and do what you want to do rather than being confined to one thing like I think there needs to to be a balance like I understand contracts I understand progress I understand that some people want to stay in the same thing for their whole life but I think that there needs to be a balance between being able to express yourself and explore different avenues more because if you're doing something that you don't want to do then your soul is obviously gonna die a little bit because you, you don't want to be doing that thing and that's what I found with me I was like when I, I was an assistant psychologist for a year, I was like thinking, yes, I enjoy this, but I don't want to just do this for the rest of my life. I want to travel, do things that I'm passionate, like that I specifically believe in. Like for people to go their own way, uh, it takes a lot of courage to go your own way and do your own thing rather than get like a well-paid corporate job in a, in a set scheme to do this. It's kind of more socially acceptable to do that because you'll be earning a lot of money it's brave to go to go your own way um but with that said um how like going back to the parents how do you feel that um you can be open with your parents without blurring the lines so like so how how open do you feel that you are with your parents and where do you think the line is (laughs) i think with everyone and like some people are really open with their parents and they'll tell them everything I feel like and now I am but there's still points it's like you know what 
I'll wait a couple of months <laughs> before I bring that up. Just because I think, obviously, she's, she's still my mom, you know what I mean? Like, there's still boundaries and there's still, like, levels. But I also think as we're getting older, we're becoming more, like, best friends, which is really cool. And we've always had an open relationship. But like I said, I think there's just certain things you just don't want to tell your parents. <laughs> I think there's just certain things you just wouldn't tell them. But she's been, okay, I'm going to say she's like 95% open where I can just go to her with anything and there'll be no issues. And I think she'd rather me say, um, I think I think my problem is I don't like the look of disappointment where it's like, oh man, I've messed up. And I think it shows on her face so easily. And likewise, when she's messed up, if she comes to me, it's like, it shows on my face really easily. So I think it's just that, but I don't think, like if I was in dire need, I would definitely go to her. Um, but I don't think, for example, I... I don't necessarily swear at my mom like that. That to me is too much. Like I wouldn't cross that boundary. Like she'll swear around me and we'll swear around a situation, but swearing at each other, that would be crossing a boundary. That would be like blurring the lines. Cause that's like, I wouldn't do that with anyone, but like, I know I've heard people be like, oh, this, this is like, oh my God, like, and you're alive. It's so weird. So I wouldn't do that. And I think, yeah, I think it's just being open and honest. And I think that's how you keep the lines kind of on blurred. Um, but yeah, what about you? Do you, yeah, can you be open with your parents? With my mom and dad, I have quite different relationships with both of them. Um, my mom's actually a sexual health nurse. Um, so I've always actually had a really open relationship with my mom. Um <laughs> Like, I used to chat to her more about different things. Um, now she's a little bit more stressed and we don't talk as much. But it wasn't a, a quite a large part of my life, if not all of it, where I, I would tell her on most things. I'd tell her everything. I'd tell her a lot. Um, it's not so much like that anymore. Still very open. Still, like, oh, well, you know, got to worry about something a bit personal. I will talk to her about it. My dad, however, absolutely not. Like, we just, no. Like, like anything personal. I mean, if I ever need help with anything, if I'm in trouble with anything, or if it's anything to do with, like, uh, politics or anything like that, I could talk to my dad about anything, but anything personal with my dad, no. Just because it's just a no. I can't even explain it. It's just too awkward. Just, <laughs> just no. Um but in terms of the lines being blurred, like, I guess we just know how it is. Like, we know what we expect of each other. We know what we, but what we feel comfortable with. And it, I don't really think about, I mean, the lines maybe were more blurred, like, in my, in my later teens where I expected more of them than that they could give. Yeah. So I guess the the lines being blurred there, it's, it made me realise how important it is to, kind of set the boundaries and set what they can how, how they can be with me and how I can be with them mm-hmm. um I, like, so literally like you said just being clear and communicating properly some people really aren't open at all and if you're not open but you still have somebody else to talk to and you don't feel the need to be open with your parents then I guess that's okay um but yeah I think that's it really yeah, that's pretty cool. So, okay, if you could sum your parents up then in three words, what would they be? Emotional. Oh, okay. Very emotional. Mm-hmm. Blunt and to the point. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's go for intelligent. What about you? Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, go for intelligent. 
soft natured, but has a lioness tendency. <laughs> oh, what star sign is she? She's a Leo. I'm a Leo. <laughs> and it's true. What star sign are you? I'm a Gemini. And we're not as crazy as people think. Like, for God's sake. I not- love Geminis. Like, I'm close to quite a lot of Geminis. Like, my little sister is like pretty much my best friend, and she's a Gemini. See, like, Leos and Geminis get along really well, so I can see why we yeah. get along. I felt. Have, you heard, have you heard about um, the the new star sign being introduced? Like, the 13th star sign? Is that what's trending on Twitter? Yeah, but it's oh, not true. What is it? It's, there's like, basically, I'm, I would technically now be a Cancer. You, you're, te- you, you can be your star sign before. Um, I'd a- be a Taurus. No. Possibly, Sorry. yeah. That does, does, it doesn't work. Sorry. Yeah, I know. And that's, that like, I'm, I am a through and through Leo, like yeah. through and through. So. It, no. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Um, so thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on social media so you can learn more about what we're doing. Uh, Follow us on onpointwm or hashtag Thrivecasters. Uh, Hit us up, let us know what you think about have you outgrown your parents and who do you trust. Thanks for tuning in. Join us next time for conversations that matter to you.